Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everyone, welcome to a new episode of Locked On Clippers. I'm your host, Luke San. Today is Monday, February 20th, 2017. It is our first episode of the week. We are here every day, Monday through Friday. Um, normally we're here in the mornings. Um, today, Monday is a little bit weird because I had a weird travel schedule coming back from California. Um, again, I you know I said this last week. I was in California last week for my sister's wedding. It was a blast. It was a great time. I love seeing all my family. Supposed to fly back, leaving Oakland at midnight, getting into JFK at like 8 a.m. So my plan was, okay, I'm going to get in at 8 a.m., be home by 9, record the podcast. It'll be up at like 6 a.m. Pacific time for all the Clippers fans in California to be able to listen to on their morning drive like normal. Well, my flight got pushed back. We ended up taking off around 3 a.m. from Oakland getting in to JFK around 10:30 and you know so the day went from there it was um it was a great weekend and and kind of a nightmare trip home so i'm coming to you now in the afternoon with a short episode touching base with obviously some big news that if you're on twitter you know what it is already but i'll get to it in a moment um and then hopefully i'll be able to record tonight going for tuesday morning's episode and we'll get back on track um, you know, I know we've missed a few beats in the last two weeks, but like I said, it's been a crazy time, you know, for me personally and traveling with, with all the family stuff going on, but fortunately it's all good personal stuff. Nothing, um, no, like nothing, nothing bad. It's like, you know, a great wedding and seeing all my relatives. It's been, it's been a blast, but now I'll be able to settle back a little more into my routine. Um, you know, with school and, and the podcast and everything, I've, I'm definitely, I've definitely gotten backtracked. But so now moving into the news of the day, obviously, is that last night news broke on Twitter that the Sacramento Kings traded DeMarcus Cousins to the New Orleans Pelicans for the leftover French fries in the bottom of the Burger King bag. <laughs> um, the trade was DeMarcus Cousins and Omri Caspi to New Orleans in exchange for Tyreek Evans, Buddy Heald, Langston Galloway, and... A first round pick and a second round pick so basically horrible horrible value horrible return value for DeMarcus Cousins after he said he wanted to sign an extension in Sacramento Sacramento said over and over again they weren't trading him they were keeping him building around him and then it's not like they got a godfather offer you know they didn't get four first round picks and a star in exchange for him they didn't get much and they, they moved him anyway um 
and I know Sacramento fans are livid, and I can't blame them. Um, I this is how how they must feel is how I would imagine I would feel if the Clippers did one of those ridiculous trades that that we've been hearing about. You know, like um, in the last couple of years, like oh Blake Griffin for like Aaron Gordon and a first round pick. Like no, 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 no. Um, and they they traded Demarcus Cousins. Basically, they're going to cut Tyreek Evans, and they say they're going to cut Langston Galloway. So they basically traded DeMarcus Cousins for Buddy Heald and a mid-first-round pick. <laughs> I mean, that's what the, the Clippers traded Lance Stevenson and a late-first-round pick for Jeff Green. And, man, the think about it. The, um, the Nuggets just traded Nurkic and a late-first-round pick for... Plumley from Portland. That's like arguably a better package than the Kings got for DeMarcus Cousins for Plumley from Portland. Like he's a nice player, but he's not DeMarcus Cousins. Um, so that's it. You know, on the flip side, it's a super exciting time for New Orleans fans because it feels like they've been kind of treading water but slowly sinking in the Anthony Davis era, and this brings them new life. Um, and DeMarcus Cousins is not without his problems, and they're well documented. Um, but I still think that ultimately this puts them, it points them definitively forward in a way that the moves they've made in the past, like, you know, Solomon Hill, whatever, like a nice player, but he doesn't really push you forward. I think now with DeMarcus Cousins that they have to be, they, you know, in the, in the 25 games or whatever it is left, they should be able to make up that three game margin for the eight seed and build a buffer. It should they shouldn't make it by half a game. They should make it pretty pretty healthily. Um and then I don't think they'll beat the Golden State Warriors, but they're definitely more talented than the Kings were before this trade or a team like the Nuggets or a team like the Trailblazers that have been, you know, that are com competing for the 8 seed. And then they put themselves in a position where they add some free agents, you know, now they're going to be a bigger draw for for players. So they add some guys build around Davis and Cousins and try to be a little better next year and compete maybe with like the Memphis Oklahoma City tier maybe be a little better than that I, I you know we'll have to see how these guys mesh before we know for sure but it really starts pushing them into into legitimacy where before it's been Anthony Davis on a bad team and now it's going to be a, a legitimate NBA team so that's exciting for the Pelicans I think it's exciting for everyone really um, as basketball fans, to see a good team and an interesting combination of talent. But, yeah, I feel for the Kings fans on this one. Um, obviously, the Clippers didn't trade Blake Griffin for nothing, or at least haven't yet. But just the sickness I get in my stomach when I hear some of those proposed trades that are like Blake for, like I said, the leftover french fries in the Burger King bag. You don't want, you don't want to be a Kings fan who just traded one you know the best player you've had in 10 years or longer for the leftover french fries in a Burger King bag now the Clippers don't play again until Thursday night against the Golden State Warriors and then they play Friday against the San Antonio Spurs so we don't really have to talk too much about that until later in the week um because you know so we'll, we'll get more into trade rumors but if you want to go see the Clippers once they do start playing again, buying tickets online for sports and concerts has always been a confusing process for a really long time. 
And it's always hard to find the best deal for the gamer show that you want to go to, and none of the other ticket sites want to change that, but SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell tickets. SeatGeek is always the first place I go to look for tickets to a gamer concert, and everything about SeatGeek is designed to make life easier for sports and music fans. SeatGeek does all the price comparisons for you by searching multiple ticket sites and ensuring you get the best possible deal. SeatGeek does all the work, and you save time or money. And SeatGeek wants to help you get the most bang for your buck. That's why every ticket on SeatGeek is given a grade based on value. They'll immediately see any underpriced seats and be able to find the best deals that fit your budget. Best of all is that my listeners get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. To get your $20 rebate on tickets, download the SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code, enter promo code LOCLIPPERS, and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you've made your first purchase. So go download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOCLIPPERS today. That's for later in the week. You know, that's when the Clippers get back from their All-Star break. Um, I think the first game, actually, Thursday night is a road game, and then Friday they, they'll play at home against the Spurs, which should be a great game. Um, that should... I I saw the Clippers and the Spurs play when the, when they played at Staples in December. I wish I was there again to see that one. But now let's talk about trades because up until three o'clock Eastern time on Thursday, that's what everyone's going to be talking about is the trade rumors. And mostly, um, how we react to Demarc to the DeMarcus Cousins thing, um, how, the, how the Clippers can... Here's the thing. When a huge deal like this happens, it shakes up the entire NBA landscape. And teams that thought they may have had deals lined up, sometimes it can collapse. Like, I'm sure Philly was thinking about trading Julio Okafor to New Orleans, and now that's dead. But sometimes, doors open that you weren't anticipating before. Like, coming into the weekend, the chances that the Sacramento Kings were going to buy out Matt Barnes' contract was there wasn't a real chance um but now because they need to take back the extra players in the trade they have to cut someone and it's actually been reported by mark stein that the kings are going to cut matt barnes so there's a guy here's a, a gritty combo forward veteran that the clippers probably weren't going to be able to find on the buyout market that now because of this bombshell in the nba landscape you have to think the Clippers would be able to go get Matt Barnes because of his history with the team and his family in Los Angeles, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then Langston Galloway is another guy where I, I'm not sure the Clippers will, or that anyone will be able to sign him after he clears waivers because I'm not sure he clears waivers. Galloway's owed um, like $5.4 million next year, a little less than that this year. He's a nice young player. He's not the real deal yet, but he has some upside. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if someone claims him because... I think if he clears waivers, there will be huge clamoring for his services, not the least among the Cleveland Cavaliers, who need guard help, and the Clippers, who need guard help. Um, but then the more interesting and compelling thing, I think, is I know I've talked before about this Jamal Crawford, Jamal Crawford Omera Seek swap, where the Clippers, you know, Jamal for a Seek isn't necessarily, it doesn't by itself help the Clippers, but what it does is it saves the Clippers some money under the hard cap and it lets them trade for Carmelo Anthony without the Knicks having to take back Jamal Crawford. And reportedly, based on rumors and sources, and not my not my rumors and sources, no, not me, based on what we've heard from a huge mashup of other writers, people, 
you know, I, I respond to news. I, I don't, I don't get the leaks or anything like that. But based on people who do get the leaks, it seems as though talks were going fine, but the teams couldn't find a third player for Jamal Crawford, or third team that was willing to take Jamal Crawford's salary. And then it kind of died because the Knicks didn't want him and they couldn't find a third team for him. Well, if they can get him to the Pelicans for a seek, they have the hard cap room to take back Carmelo Anthony. Now, who knows... You know, I certainly don't know if the Clippers tried to do this deal before. I don't know if the Pelicans rejected it or if the Clippers rejected it or if the phone call was never made and the idea never was never in someone's head. I have no idea. But if the phone call was made and the Pelicans said no, now they have a lot more incentive to say yes. Because first of all, they absolutely positively do not need Omer Seek at all now that they have DeMarcus Cousins. And they don't need... Long t- more long-term salary tied up at center since they already are going to have a max contract power forward and a max contract center. They just traded three shooting guards, Buddy Heald, Tyreek Evans, and Langston Galloway. And they're making a push for the playoffs this year. Jamal Crawford, it, it just seems like if there was any reason to do the deal before, it's like amplified now, right? Because you need to seek less. You need a shooting guard more. You need help to win now more. And if the Pelicans are really really want to create maximum cap space this coming summer to try to add players around their the two stars that they now have down low, they're going to have to stretch Omer Seek's salary. Well, you can do the same thing and stretch Jamal Crawford's salary, and the cap hit is pretty much the same, but Jamal runs for less years. So to me, it just seems like a no-brainer. Like... The Pelicans, maybe before they would have been a bit squeamish, but now it seems like a no-brainer for the Pelicans. And from the Clippers' perspective, it's a no-brainer if you have that second deal lined up to get Carmelo Anthony. If you don't, then I, you know, I'm not really considering this deal. But if you go to the Knicks and you say, we have a third team for Jamal, we can give you Austin, Wesley, you know, Pierce, and a pick, and... Pierce is going to retire, so you get Austin Wesley and a pick. And that's what the Knicks had been saying they would take all along. And they can take the offer to Melo, and Melo says he'll do it. Okay, now you go back, you say yes to Asik, you get the clear, you then you do the Knicks deal. Um, the Asik deal, like I said, not if, if there's no Melo deal lined up, you don't do the Asik deal. But if you can get it all done, it's definitely worth it to add Carmelo Anthony. Um, the other thing that I think is interesting, going back to this whole Matt Barnes thing where he was released, is the Clippers have kind of been in the market for two kinds of player, two kinds of players at, at this trade deadline. Like scoring star wings to play small small forward like Carmelo Anthony, like Daniel Gallinari, like Wilson Chandler, or gritty, tough, veteran, defensive, versatile players like P.J. Tucker, who P.J. Tucker would kind of be he, he's similar to Luke um, on the defensive end, Luke and Barmute, where P.J. Tucker slides up and down the lineup. He guards players from one through four, although he doesn't really guard real big men because he's a wing. Um, and the Clippers were in the market for P.J. Tucker. They, made an, they offered a second-round pick for him. The Suns said they wanted a first-round pick, and that's kind of where it was. And basically, we'll see at the deadline, is someone going to blink? Is a team in the NBA going to offer a first-round pick for Tucker? If they do, that's great for the Suns. I don't think the Clippers should be the ones to make that offer. 
I think that would be a bad deal for the Clippers. Um, but or are the Suns going to cave and accept a second round pick? Now, if the Clippers have Matt Barnes or Matt Barnes is sitting out there as a free agent about to be signed for the minimum, all of a sudden PJ Tucker's salary, you know, PJ Tucker's trade value is lower because while Tucker is probably better than Barnes at this point, I'm not really sure that the you know it's it's marginal. It's they're they're similar guys. Matt, what what you look for from PJ Tucker is you hope he can hit a decent amount of threes, and you want that you want a good defender who can play two th- guard the two three and four positions, and you want a guy who brings toughness. He has a little bit of an edge, a little bit of physicality to his game, which is something that the Clippers don't get really from like Wesley Johnson. Um, Matt Barnes does those things. Now, like I said, he's probably not as good as P.J. Tucker, and he's definitely older, although for a short-term rental, it's less important. Um, but you hope that Matt Barnes would come in and hit you know, 33 to 35% of his three-pointers and stand in the corner. You hope that Matt Barnes would bring energetic, hard-nosed defense like he did in his prior stints with the Clippers, and he's shown in flashes since, although he hasn't been as consistent. And Matt Barnes definitely Matt Barnes could be 80 years old, and he'd be out there bringing a little bit of a edge and physicality to the game. So I think that affects PJ Tucker's trade value. I, I really do. So that that will just fold another wrinkle into what goes on at the trade deadline. Since PJ Tucker is a guy who it seemed like a lot of teams were interested in and could really be moved, well, the Matt Barnes thing complicates that. Um, so we'll see what emerges today. I don't believe the Kings trade has been made official yet. I think it's just all reported, but it should be made official this afternoon. I'm recording this at around 3 o'clock Eastern time. Um, so hopefully we'll know by the time, you know, by the time I record tonight for Tuesday morning's podcast, we'll have a little more clarity and we'll be able to see how the league is shaping up. And who knows, maybe we'll have another deal by then. Um, if you want to leave any comments about the show, any questions you want me to talk about anything specific because we have a couple off days to really have free roaming range on topics if you have any trade proposals even you can tweet me at Lucas J Han um, if you want to just chat Clippers you can tweet at Clips Nation SBN and talk to talk to you know any of the other I'm on there sometimes sometimes it's the other Clips Nation guys you can always email me lhan.clipsnation at gmail.com you can read my work at clipsnation.com you can follow Clips Nation on Facebook. Just type Clips Nation in the Facebook search bar. Um, and if you like this show, the Locked On Clippers podcast, please subscribe on iTunes. Please leave a good review on iTunes. And that's all for today. Thanks for listening, guys. This is Luke Sand signing off for Locked On Clippers.